Welcome to Henderson County Now Podcast, sponsored by Weinstein Law. If you've been injured in an accident, Weinstein Law can help. Call Jeff Weinstein at 903-677-5333 for your free consultation. Now, here's HCN's reporter Michael V. Hannigan with the show. Hi guys, this is Mike from Henderson County Now, the Weinstein team, and I'm lucky this afternoon to be with Athens Mayor Monty Montgomery and City Councilman Ed McCain. How are you guys doing tonight? Good, Michael, and thank you for the opportunity. Doing well, thank you. All right, so we are here to talk about the Kane Center, which uh, we should all probably duck because I'm sure somebody somewhere wants to throw something at us just for bringing up that name. It doesn't matter what side you're on or what vote you voted at what time in the past three years, somebody's mad at you. Would you agree? Yes, very much so. Very much. And so what we want to do today is we want to try and uh, take away some of that emotion. And we want to talk about uh, very rationally what the path forward is. Because we're talking now Tuesday afternoon, Monday night, the city council made a very, very important vote. Uh, to set up a citizen's referendum in May in order to vote on whether or not to keep the certificates of obligation for the Kane Center. I couldn't even say that sentence without getting a little discombobulated. My question to you, Mayor, let's start with you. This has been a very long process. We are now at a point where we kind of have a procedure laid out in front of us. Would you talk just for a second about what it's been like to go through this process? I mean, not the specifics, but just with the weight of this decision. It's a challenge. I mean, we go into every meeting, uh, and lately on the Kane Center, there's groups of people. But our charge is not to just represent them, but the entire 13,000 people in the community, those that are working and can't be there, those that don't step forward uh, and voice their opinion. We have to represent those citizens also. Um, The process has been challenging. There's been changes, redirection, and where we are now uh, with Mr. Grant stepping forward with his committee, I think it's a good step. I think this opens more citizens' eyes, gives opportunity for more citizens to be involved, and more information for us, the council, to help make our decisions. So Monday night's decision has been framed by some as a compromise, and I think that uh, you actually used the word compromise last night when you were talking about it. Would you uh, speak just for a second about how the council has uh, tried to figure this out. I'm not talking about the individual votes. I mean the process of five people trying to blend together different ideas. So to go back, uh, the original concept of the uh, city taking the Kane Center over, you now have three totally new council members on there as well as a new city manager. Uh, so that they're all bringing ideas to the to the table. 
And um, so we also, during that time, have had a lot of citizens' communications where they're bringing ideas to the table. So this process has been one that everyone who's involved with it, I can tell you, has had the best interests of the Kane Center in Athens at, at heart. Um, whether people agree with that or not, that's, you know, in terms of their methodology is one thing, but there's not anybody who wanted anything bad to happen to the Kane Center or Athens. Okay, just that alone. But um, <clears throat> where we stand now is for everybody who is saying the council has been wishy-washy or, or doesn't have a direction, they should be completely happy about this now because we have Steve uh, leading a committee of, I mean, when I see the names on the list, everybody knows every name on the list. These are community leaders, these are business people, these are people of influence who uh, will sit down, develop a plan, an action plan, a business plan, and come up with the best possible option for the Kane Center moving forward. Now, what version of the Kane Center? We don't know yet because that group hasn't completed their work. Upon their completion of the their study and what their recommendations are gonna be, a month and a half later, the citizens of Athens will then be able to vote if they want to use the in excess of $5 million of certificate of obligation money that is set aside for the Kane Center. They will be able to vote whether we do that or we don't. Okay, so we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. Okay. All right, so let's set this up. What we've got is a three-step process now, okay? Well, we have three things in play. Uh, Number one, we have the uh, Certificates of Obligation, $5.33 million, which uh, the city now has that is already earmarked for the Kane Center project. That portion of the certificates of obligations, certificates of obligations, right? There's more of it. Right, that was okay. right. That was the portion that we have still. The yes. city still has that is uh, earmarked for the Kane Center. Now there's also a steering committee, is what it's being called now. The steering committee that is led by Steve Grant mm-hmm. that is going to do some study and some work. Uh, he talked about that Monday night. I'm going to have the mayor speak a little bit about that in a second, but. It, when he started speaking Monday night, I was very impressed by the detail that he had and the thought he had put into how they were going to go forward. And then we had the election. So all of these three pieces work together in order to get to a decision on where the community is going to go. So let's start with the steering committee. I think that's a big piece. Uh, we're going to talk to the mayor. Actually, uh, Mr. McCain, back in November, you were one of the ones that first brought up this option. Uh, you both voted for this particular option. Mr. Mayor, talk about how that uh, committee is is integrated into this, what its goal is. Listening to Steve Grant's proposal last night, the main plan, the major plan that they have put together <clears throat> I think is not just value engineering of the construction, not making changes to design, making changes to a building methodology, but really the use of the Kane Center, where it has failed in the past. Look at new avenues, new uses of the Kane Center to make it more successful down the down the road. Uh, again, as Mr. McCain said, the, the list is very impressive. I think we have uh, 
citizens that will really uh, do their research. I think he said last night that they're looking at other facilities, not just in the state, but across the country. So making comparisons, seeing what works, what doesn't work, I think it's a great idea. And I really applaud him for for his effort in taking the time to do this. Um, I think with that, not just the the uh, the uh, direction of the operation of the Kane Center, but making odd and end changes to um, some of the original layouts the architect recommended. I think maybe with their ideas we can fine tune, save dollars up front, make more dollars in the end. And one of those things, that's been something you've said all along. You've talked about, number one, that when we were given the Kane Center, we were giving a Maserati. Uh, and sometimes it's always nice. It's nice to get a Maserati, but when you have to like start replacing parts, it's not as easy as running down to the local. Absolutely. And, uh, you can't run over to Walmart and get a battery for it. Uh, and that's been part of the problem. Absolutely. Now, you, one of the things, and, and as you, you're in your capacity as a builder, uh, one of the things Mr. Grant said last night was they were looking at some of those things, and you think that there are some efficiencies still to be found. You know, we worked hard with architect. We emphasized, we overemphasized the things you have talked about, the Maserati. The original architects had free reigns, open checkbook to design this masterpiece. We emphasized to the architects to redesign and give us something that would last for years and years, durable over flashy. And that was their charge. Obviously, with with a project of such magnitude, there are still areas that we can we can make cuts. And I'm not saying cuts in quality, but cuts in things that will last longer, make our investment better. And, and before we leave this issue, uh, would you give that example you gave about the doors? Absolutely. I was the company I worked with was involved in probably the first remodel of the Kane Center. The original design had the swimming pool with gas-injected chlorine. That gas was picked up in the air-conditioned systems, scattered throughout the building. Well, the lower doors around the swimming pool were a very special, very special size, unique construction. To replace those doors was nearly $8,000 per set. For doors? For doors, yeah, just the doors. And standard, we could get the same size stainless hardware that would last double of what these lasted for less than half the price. Right. And so one of the things we're talking about is trying to do those. Absolutely. Now, before we move on, I want to say that one of the things that Mr. Grant said Monday night that was really vital to him was to make sure that the $5.33 million that came from the Certificates of Obligation stayed in place. And the reason, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, was that if they're going to go out, if the committee's going to go out and try to get community involvement and those kinds of things, pulling that money out right now would really counteract what they're trying to accomplish. And uh, so they really wanted that money to stay in place, and it was very important to them. Uh, And the problem is uh, that the Certificates of Obligation is a way to borrow money without voter input. And it's not about, you know, it's not that the uh, interest rate is higher because it's a certificate of obligation or anything else like that. You actually got a pretty good deal on the interest rates, but it was done without voter input. 
and uh, a couple of the council members, particularly uh, Mr. Gross and Mr. Smith, have really been vocal about that lately. Uh, and Ed, you really spoke about at the council meeting on uh, Monday night about what kind of compromise those guys made. Particularly. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they the they listened to members of the community that have come up to them, and you know, our job up there is we all bring ideas, experience. Uh, prejudices. We lean towards certain things. Some of us are are more fiscally uh, conservative. Others have have their pet projects that they like. So whatever council person is up there, whoever is voted is going to bring that to the table. But what those two gentlemen did that is so impressive is I feel that they really. I personally met with with one of them a few times and. They listened to the community, and they listened to what I feel the sentiment was. They listened to Steve Grant. They listened to the proposal. And for them to uh, move to keep the money here with us and then allow this uh, steering committee to do their job, I think they both deserve to be commended and, and, and applauded for, for you know having the integrity to change your mind. It's tough sometimes to change your mind up there. Um, and I've done it. I said, well, I voted this way in the past, and so I'm going to vote this way because you want to be consistent. And that's important to me. But um, I've changed my mind about the Kane Center before. And, you know, when you change your mind, you're not always sure you're right. Uh, so they, they, really, they, they really did a great job. And I also want to say that, you know, on the other side of the, on the, other side of the ledger, um, I know Mr. Mr. Mayor Yu uh, and uh, Miss Clay have both been uh, really very staunch in your support of the Kane Center. For so for you guys to go back and come down to the well, we're going to have the election and do all those kinds of things. That that's a, a big move there too. Uh, so I mean, I think it's been compromised across the board. Uh, for this council to get to this point. And so the big thing now is in May, there's going to be an election. And the way I understand it, correct me if I'm wrong, the election is going to include a referendum that says basically, do you want to keep the 5.33 million to use for the Kane Center or do you want to send that money back? Well, that's with... Following what the steering committee's recommendation would right, be, yes, uh, the ultimate conclusion. Because the one thing I want to let everyone know in my conversations with Steve is, we don't know what version of the Kane Center this very qualified, very intelligent, very motivated committee is going to right. determine. When they crunch the numbers, they may find, you know, it's just a natatorium. They may find. We'd like to have city offices out there. They may find we want to open it up the exact same way. Right. So we don't know what version. That's their charge is to give us the best version that fits within city budget moving forward. Because the other job I think that people need to be aware of, and Mr. Mayor has very been very vocal about this and forward thinking, is don't hamstring future councils. Uh, we've been hamstrung by decisions of, of the past. And, and so... To have that sense of not only taking care of today, but also 10 years from now when none of us are going to be on the council, taking care of them and not, not forcing them to raise taxes 
where they don't have to or make decisions that we've had to make. I, the leadership you've displayed there, Mr. Mayor, I think is excellent. So, um, so that's where we're coming from. We're trying to make these prudent decisions. And if I may just say one other thing, the decision ultimately initially to take over the King Center was because we felt it was in such a way that it could end up like the old county hospital. Okay. Before we go there, so uh, I want to finish this up, and I do want to go back to that. Okay. I want to go back to that. Uh, but before we get there, I want I want to just make sure that we've laid out what's happening where now. we're at okay. for, yes, sir. for our listeners, for the public, which is there is a steering committee that is currently working and has many members from the community and uh, Mr. Grant has been adamant about the fact that he welcomes the council, the council's involvement in it and and you guys to be a part of it. Uh, But they are working towards doing a pretty intense feasibility study Mm -hmm. about what can be done. They're supposed to come forward with their ideas by April 2nd, correct? Yes, yes. And then there'll be about a month for the public to learn about that, to learn more about what those ideas are. And then in May, there'll be an election where the, the, the citizens will get to say, yeah, you're nay. Right. Um, and so that's where we're at. We're, we're, we're at a point where uh, I think there's, I'm writing a story to try and write up all this stuff too and um, one of the things I have is a quote from Mr. Grant saying you know one of the things we have to keep in mind is that we hold our own destiny in our hands and so that's where it's at right now Um, nobody's nobody's turning the Kane Center into Taj Mahal and at the same time nobody's plowing it into the ground right now it's really been put into a space where it's up to the people of the community. That's right. And I feel there's a there's a vitality to the people that have not had it for two years that want it. And um, so there's a, a spirit now that is very optimistic for the Kane Center. And also the, the beauty of the steering committee is you now are going to have 50 names were on that list. 50 names who are invested in this. Up to this point for the last two years, it's been the city. Uh, And now you're going to get more of the community involved. And so that, in my opinion, has a more optimistic outlook for the future. That once you get these business people involved in things, they are going to stay committed to it. So what you're saying, though, is you're talking about the difference between, you know, being involved and being committed like the chicken and the ham, right? I mean, at breakfast. I eat chicken and ham. I don't know what I mean. If you had ham and eggs for breakfast, uh-huh. the, the, the chicken was interested, the, the, the pig was committed. Oh, 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 oh I like that. I'm, I'm going to steal that. So I'm going to steal that. that was all, good. all along, we've yeah. had citizens who were very interested. Interested. In but now they're pigs. Now they're committed. <laughs> I did not say that. Okay. I did not okay. say that. Yeah, Besides, no. everything is better with bacon. Um, no, that's true. Okay, agree with that. so that's where we're at. I think that's a that's a great job of laying it out, and and really, it is a very simple three point 
thing right now, three-point process if you count the COs, for people to understand what's going on and what's going to happen moving forward and the fact that they're going to get a chance to uh, be involved in the decision, whether in the steering committee or the vote on the end, however it is, wherever you are on the spectrum, there's a space for you in this process now to be a part of the Kane Center thing. And once we get to May, no matter what happens, no matter what happens, nobody can say they didn't have a chance to be a part of it. Absolutely. And we will. Fi- there will be no more, uh, what have I heard, flip-flops, wishy-washy. We will know the answer. I like, I like 110%. It. I like that you said that because I want to talk about that for a second. Because I've heard that quite a bit in the last little, last couple of months. It's really come up. The wishy-washy kind of flip-flop thing um, statements. And we spoke earlier, actually, that you two are the only council members who have ever been on the council when the Kane Center was actually open. That's correct. I, which is crazy to think. Um, <clears throat> but this has been a process that has gone all the way back, not just to when the vote took place to take it over, but the year before that. That's right. When um, the council ver- first thought about withdrawing funding from the Kane found- the Kane Center. Mm-hmm. Um, you were on that. I was. Yeah. So... Talk just for a second for me, please, Mayor. And I don't want to get into the votes or anything. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm, the situation is more what I'm looking at. Okay. What What was the situation at that time? When I was first on the council, first uh, appointed, roughly six years ago, every budget year the Kane Center came forward. They needed a little help finishing the year. It wasn't a lot of money, but it was every year they needed this. The Kane Center at the time needed repair. It wasn't in disrepair. It just needed repair tremendously on a multi-million dollar building. And the foundation, the income that the Kane Center was producing wasn't enough to make these repairs. City Council always voted to help. I remember $100,000 one year, maybe one hundred and thirty the next um and they had come to us several times saying that it was it was dire straits. They needed help. So year after year, we did help. When it came down to two years ago, when this situation really came to a head, it was brought up that if the city didn't take it over, they may not be able to continue. So the decision was made by the council to put effort, put forces together, to try to save the Kane Center. So, real quick, we go by. We're talking back to 2015. The Kane Center is asking for money to get repairs and stuff. The council is dealing with a really tight budget. Yes. And so they're trying to save money where they can. And I want to go back real quick to something we talked about earlier, which was the Maserati. Part of the problem is that, you know, the, the, it wasn't, the Kane Center wasn't a Ford that needed an oil change. It was a high-dollar facility that needed high-dollar repairs because it was the only thing that would go back into it. Correct. And that was part of the problem, as you said before. And so the decision in 2015 was made to go ahead, okay, we'll fund this with the idea, Kane 
at that time the Kane Center board, you guys are going to have to figure out how to deal without our help, okay? Because we're not able to like give that money anymore because our budgets are so low, right? Because the city council at the time is doing everything it can possibly do to keep taxes down, right? Because nobody wants to spend any kind of money on taxes. And so you guys are cutting your budget. So this is the one of the main places you're trying to cut. So we get to 2016. And 2016 comes along and like you said, they come to you, the Kane Foundation, it's during uh, budget, I believe. Right? Budget it's workshop. Yes, uh, yeah. it was budget workshop. It was budget workshop. And, and go ahead. And, well, let's let's expand a little bit more. Uh, the council had also, prior to Councilman McCain, council before that, looking at a new place for a municipal building. So we couldn't really come together on 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 land that had been purchased. We did all agree on the Kane Center property. Trying to utilize the building since we were looking at taking over and, and not really taking it over, but the city taking the the the, the first step in using tax dollars to operate the Kane Center. Deed restrictions at the time prohibited us from using the building for those city offices. So the direction was given for the architects to look at building buildings beside it. Uh, because of the cost in just the Kane Center alone, and going back to the Maserati, there's some construction in the building that's so unique. It's excellent construction, but the architectural firm that did the first study to help us out said they were concerned that some of the walls could not be uh, compromised, changed. It, it, it wasn't a scenario we could move walls around. These walls were part of the structural design and it was a unique masonry filled with concrete uh, structure. So we had those issues to deal with, which threw the cost of this remodel up considerably. Okay, so we're in 2016. We're in the budget year. The Kane board is saying, hey guys, we've done everything we can. And we're really, we, just like every other Nonprofit entity or governmental entity at that time, we are struggling. And so you guys are looking at, hey, we want to have a new municipal building. If we take the municipal building and combine it with the Kane Center, maybe we can kill two birds with one stone and make everybody happy. Let's go deeper than that. You get a new municipal building out there. You keep the Kane Center open, the pool particularly, okay? You bring more traffic flow out there to that part of town, okay? You also sell current City Hall, get proceeds from that. You nor you probably look at all development on 31. You probably sell it commercial in, in terms of retail. You now get property tax and sales tax off that. I mean, we are talking about a lot of wins for the city. If that goes down that way. All also, right. let me just say one other thing. Okay. We just got done tearing down the old county hospital. Right. And that was such a just albatross hanging over that part of the city. And we're looking at the Kane Center and we're going, that would make the old county hospital look like a shed. Right. I mean, in the heart of town, in, in the, you know, in, in this beautiful park, 
neighborhoods around it, and who knows what's going to happen there. So it was a timing thing. All that was converging at once. And so the county, the county hospital. I don't want to get into this too much, but the reason it's called the county hospital is because it was it was owned by the county, even <laughs> though it was in Athens. Right. And the the short story is that the that the city actually had to take it over, ended up owning it, and then ended up paying to have it torn down. You and I chronicled it at a time, yeah. And um, it was yeah. So all that was at that time too, and that was that was really a, a wrenching uh, thing for the people of the community because no matter what that the county hospital hadn't operated for what thirty years. 20 years 20 it was still such an important part to people that it hurt them to see it fall down and that was another part of what was going on but now we get to the point that no one really ever wants to talk about too much which is we that's in the budget cycle that's the summer of 2016 you go through the process we get to the end of 2016 we've made all the decisions the money's come in we've we've gone okay this is what we're doing and then you find out that there's a deed restriction that means you can't do the municipal buildings and you're told that it was going to cost $3 million to do the Kane Center thing and it turns out it's actually going to cost more like nine, And everything kind of falls apart at that point. Things, that do, things do fall apart in a lot of ways at that point. But let me also say... You know, the the council may have voted either unanimously or obviously there's a, a majority to take something over, and then but then you start talking about ideas that each council person has. Now, I will just use the mayor myself. The mayor is of the opinion mostly that we could go in and through his construction knowledge and expertise, he makes a very good point. We can go in build this thing more efficiently, better. And where it now we're replacing doors cheaper, and right. because we put in the proper doors, and and we're, we're we also have warranties and and service agreements that for ten years the the bills just drop immediately. Okay, so why not rebuild the Kane Center, refurbish the Kane Center, and open it up very much like the way people have seen it for thirty years? Sure. Okay, so that's that. I look at it and say, this is a completely broken business model. It did not function properly for 30 years. Yeah, it functioned properly for the first X amount of time, but then it didn't pass the eye test. I mean, you know, if it's functioning properly, why is it falling apart and they want to give it to us? So I say, no, I think we should do this. Now, part of me thinks he could be right. Maybe part of him thinks maybe I'm right. I don't know. I'm not going to ask you to say that, okay? <laughs> but but the, the problem is there's these two ideas now. Now you start going into votes with these. And they, we're just talking about two out of five. Right. Well, and So then, now you go into votes right. where these ideas so, are. So does the big space, the big auditorium upstairs, is it for basketball or is it for events? Neither, is in my it, opinion. Is it for, <laughs> right? I mean, but those are some of the... My point being, those are some of the ideas. At one point, uh, Councilwoman Clay brought up the idea of making the upstairs the library. Right, right. right. So there's so many ideas. What's great about what's going to happen now with Steve's group is I think they're going to hone in on what the real thing should be. Okay? Through trial and error, through number crunching, through... 
you know, people who are in this. You know, the other thing that's been fantastic about this process is, you know, the mayor probably lends hundreds of thousands of dollars of his expertise to this project and saves the city. The the city manager is saving us money. But now we are finding people in the community that are coming forward and saying, I'm a, uh, I've been put in commercial pools for, I'll give you my services. Uh, I, I deal with HVAC all the time. I'll give you my services. I mean, we didn't have that two years ago. People weren't just knocking on City Hall's door saying, we'll give you these services. So now we're bringing in, making things more efficient, driving costs down. And what I feel Steve's group, and I, it's not Steve's group, it's, it's, it's the, the city's group. But, but the steering yes. committee, yes. The steering, Steve hates when I put his name on it, but yeah. he's yeah. he's really the I, driving force I have, behind it. I have, I have come <laughs> behind Every time I write it, it the, the official title is now the steering committee led by Steve Grant. Okay, so the steering committee led by Steve Grant. I really feel it's going to hone in on a very workable model moving forward for 30 years and that the city can afford to run that the taxpayers can can you know deal with and that brings enhancement to our community that's what we didn't have two years ago but there was a little bit of time being of the essence two years ago also um so you know uh i just am happy that steve and his steering committee are are taking this charge and then I also appreciate my fellow council members saying, we'll give you the time to do it, and then we'll give the people their chance to vote on it. So um, do you think there's a, there, there's a little bit of the feeling that it took us a while to get here, but we're finally in the right spot where we have a vote, we have a steering committee, we have all of these pieces in place now working toward one direction do you think that, that maybe that would be a fair thing to say? I'm going to say, I'm going to expand on that and say the project has evolved into that. From one council to another council with different ideas. Fair enough. Uh, different uh, ideas on budgets and funds, and here we are today. All right. Uh, before I give you guys uh, one last chance, uh, I'm gonna, and I'll give you a chance to like say this, uh, what I'm going to ask is I'm going to ask you each, what's the one thing you wish every citizen in Athens knew about you and this project before we go out? But before we do, I just want to say uh, to our listeners who uh, have been listening, yes, I have done nothing but throw softballs for these guys. I get that. But that's also because both of them have uh, been put under the microscope multiple times over the last two years. They have been asked very difficult questions in very difficult positions multiple times. And I don't think that it would help at all to do that again. I think that we are in a position now where the city council has come together uh, with a plan to move forward, which is workable and understandable. And so uh, I wanted to give you both that opportunity to explain it to the citizens. So, uh, Mr. McCain, as we head out, what one thing about this process do you think you would like to tell people? Joe Watley, Trace Wynn, Jerry Don Vaught, Monty Montgomery, Tony Clay, Aaron Bubba Smith, Robert Gross. I feel I didn't miss anybody. I don't think did I miss anybody. I so I don't feel any one of them ever did anything but their best, brought their best intentions, 
and wanted the best for the Kane Center and Athens. Every single person I've served on this council with, I feel one of the best for Athens and one of the best for the Kane Center. Mr. Mayor, you get the last word. I couldn't agree more with what Councilman McCain said. From the very beginning, every council member was for the Kane Center, 100% all the way, uh, doing the best we could. I did try to use expertise in architectural and contracts and things like that, and each one of us did. Each one of us used our expertise the best we could to make it the best facility. As we said, I think it has evolved to where it is now, and the council in place still is doing everything they can for the citizens the best they can. All right, guys, thank you for listening. Keep on following uh, the this issue on Henderson County now. I will have a written piece. It's up to about a 1,000 words already uh, on this issue, and there will be plenty more. I spoke with Steve Grant today and talked to him uh, about keeping you guys current on what's going on with the steering committee and uh, he's excited to make sure that you guys know when meetings will be, when committee meetings will be, what's going on with the committee, and so you can keep up with all that on Henderson County now. For Jeff Weinstein, Weinstein, Law, the Weinstein team, this is Michael signing off.